0: I always like speaking with my next guest because he just tells it like he sees it. He calls it like it is. He's the editorial page editor of the Detroit News, so he's kind of my boss uh, for my one-day-a-week-Monday uh, column. So, But I don't treat him any differently. I've liked this guy long before he became my boss. Nolan Findley is here. Uh, and uh, I want to talk about a couple of things you've written lately, Nolan. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome back to the program. Always good to talk with you, Paul. You uh, you talked earlier in your column about you. You said if the if the president comes into town and joins the picket line, he then owns the outcome. And somebody got that news to him because he decided not to come and walk the
1: picket line. Well, that's smart on his part because this thing has you know looks for all the world to be headed toward disaster uh damaging to the economy, damaging to these this key American industry. Uh and the you know, if you read Dan House's column today, uh that seems to be the UAW's intent. I have said now in a couple of columns that Sean Fain's objective here is not to just win a nice fat contract for his members. That's what he's supposed to be doing but he is out to upend the American economic system to bring down capitalism and cause maximum damage uh, to these companies.
0: Yeah, we we did talk to Daniel earlier today in Mm -hmm. our first hour, and it's pretty uh, disgusting, Uh, this Furman guy and what he's saying in the background of just trying to, I mean, in a sense, destroy these companies on their way uh, to getting, quote-unquote, the best deal, but not even having concern about destroying the companies. It's as if none of them think they'll be around four years from now when we could have catastrophic reactions if we ever, if the auto companies gave in to these all these requests exactly as requested, it would mean none of them felt they were going to be around in four years either no. well, to deal with the consequences. Be.
1: They couldn't possibly be around in four years if you double your labor costs in a competitive environment at the same time you're trying to meet all of these absurd uh government mandate on the product you're supposed to be offering to, to customers they can't possibly survive and uh you know Sean Fein doesn't come to the bargaining table uh you know shows up here and there makes these Uh, Inflammatory Proclamations on Facebook And he's got his garbage can Sitting there and You know Asking for the most Ridiculous demands And not countering good Offers I mean this is not Good faith bargaining of course The Biden Department Biden's Labor Department is never going to uh, To uh, declare that But this is not good faith bargaining By any means
0: well, I'll tell you the, the the first and only time he seemed to be even relatively fair was the first time he weighed in on the strike. It became clear at that moment he was saying it should be a fair result for both the OEMs who are trying to do what he wants them to do, go electric, and for the UAW who wants to have what they want. And I thought I brought it up on the air. I said, "This is unbelievably saying that," but of course. Everything else he said, they they got to well, him and said, "What are you crazy? You can't say anything on behalf of the auto manufacturers. It's got to well, be all on the even workers."
1: In, even in that uh, statement, Paul, it was you know he he bought into this corporate greed nonsense and uh, you know this fair wages the the you know and and denouncing corporate profits. Well, the UAW. And its members directly benefit from them, from from those big corporate profits. They're denouncing, uh, as I wrote in my column, stalwarts workers got almost fifteen thousand dollars each in profit sharing, and the least profit sharing checks uh, last year were uh, at Ford over nine thousand dollars. That adds considerably to the base wage uh, or to the wages of these of these workers. They are not. Being starved, the offer on the table would increase their pay twelve thousand dollars over the next uh, four years. Yeah. Uh, plus, they get signing book bonuses, plus cost of living adjustments, which should have been enough to settle any contract because that protects them from inflation uh, and, net, and and guarantees their earning power will never be eroded. It was one of the things the auto the auto task force. When it came in to bail out this industry years ago, Obama's added Auto Task Force sort of scoffed at, at, at that sort of thing, saying, you know, no wonder you, com- you companies are in trouble with these sort of labor packages, and here we go again.
0: Yeah. Well, I, um, I I pointed it out a while ago, and I've kept it at the corner of my desk in the uh, last weekend's uh, Wall Street Journal a review and outlook. The the headline: an auto strike made in Washington. And I don't know yes. if the auto workers on the line or Sean Fain even understand or accept the reality that this really is uh, a, a, a Biden forced EV transition that has caused this trouble. Um, and and that's that. The, this isn't calling them names or or whatever. I mean, the underlying cause of the walkout is biden's forced ev transition and so i mean they they put him into office and this when it was announced that the uaw was embracing evs i thought and said do they not understand how fewer auto workers they're going to need and anyone that they do need are gonna have to be trained in a whole different way for the future of this industry if it goes
1: electric well, I think that was the old leadership. One of the things I've credited Faye for is standing up against these mandates and wanting to address them uh, in the contract talks, this transition, wanting to protect his his workers from this job-killing transition that is underway. And that's something I would expect Donald Trump will be, be beating the drum loudly on when he comes here, uh, next Wednesday to talk to the strikers. And I know John James has been out on the line talking to strikers about this. Their jobs are going away, and that's what they ought to be worrying about with this Washington-mandated transition, which seems to me to be doomed to failure on so many levels, not just its impact on the workforce, but it's um, you know, creating an inequitable um, environment: a, a two-class system for who can drive and who can't, because they're going to be so expensive and the charging stations um, so scarce. Uh, we are upending our whole society with this transition, and we haven't thought through the impact. No, um, we haven't. We just keep marching to the environmentalists too.
0: I mentioned it before. I may have mentioned it to you too, as our friend Dick Hafner put it a couple of weeks ago. Mister Sean Fain appears to be um, becoming. The George Armstrong Custer of the UAW. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that was, I hope it's not true, but it is kind of funny because he is leading the masses into uh, what could be a slaughter, for God's sakes. Well,
1: look who was standing next to him when they went out strike, uh, Bernie Sanders, and that should tell you all you need to know.
0: (laughs) Okay, so much more. You had a column, too. Whitmer must disrupt MSU's failures. There's so much to talk about whenever you're around. Nolan Findlay editorial page editor of the Detroit News. Thanks, boss.
1: Thank you, buddy.
0: <laughs> See you later. As we, uh, but my big boss is Steve Finitieri because this is my real job. Believe it or not, this, what I'm doing right now, is a real job. I know that some of you are happy about that and some of the haters aren't. But that's the way it goes as we continue in focus on WJR.